The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunt. Today's good luck is the light margarine, light in flavor, light on your tongue, just like the high-priced spread. Lever Brothers has world rights to the process that makes good luck different from other margarines. It's light. Guaranteed to leave no oily aftertaste or your money back. No oily aftertaste. Good luck, good luck, good luck, good luck. <laughs> some news for you. Well, I hope it's good news. Goodness, are you covered with snow? Yeah, boy, it's really coming down. Ah. Well, what's the news? Well, Charlie Bemis lost his job. No. Yeah, yeah, got fired. Did he tell you? Did you run into him? Oh, no, no, no. Ran into Jim Cunningham, he told me. Oh, isn't that terrible? Yeah, isn't that terrible? Four children. Poor Madge. I better call her. Oh, no, no, no. You better not. I guess they don't want anybody to know. Why do you say that? Well, because we've seen him in a couple of parties since he got fired, and they didn't mention it, so... For goodness sakes, when did it happen? Day before Christmas. Oh, no. Yeah. What a Christmas present. Isn't that terrible? Oh, here, let me take your coat. You get off your overshoes for your track all over. Why do you suppose he got fired? Well, big loudmouth Charlie, you know how he is. Boy... Seems they were having that Christmas Eve office party, you know, yeah. Charlie was sounding off about how stupid the boss was and, you know, how business ought to be run, and, well, I guess the boss overheard him. So, instead of getting embarrassed, Charlie tells him to his face what he would do if it were his company. Boss fired him. Well, I guess you can't blame him. Still, what a thing to happen, and just before Christmas... Charlie got another job yet? Well, no, Jim said he didn't. guess Charlie hasn't been able to find one suitable for his great talents. Well, I think I'd better call Madge. Well, what are you going to say? I don't know, but it's bad enough to lose a job without thinking all your friends have deserted you. Look, every time we get involved with Madge and Charlie, we get into trouble. Now, look, if you call Madge, I'll just bet you're going to be sorry. Well, I'd rather be sorry I did than I didn't. <laughs> Remember the history book you used to study in grade school? The picture of the Pilgrim's landing, of Washington crossing the Delaware, of the first steam engine. History was a world apart in those days with dates to memorize and heroes to dream about. You have to grow up before you realize that history is a living thing. It's all around us, happening at all hours in the fast-moving world of the 20th century. That's why modern Americans follow the radio news so carefully why they want to understand it and be able to evaluate it, and why millions of Americans listen regularly to the broadcast of Edward R. Murrow and Lowell Thomas on CBS Radio. Murrow and Thomas, familiar with the pattern of world affairs, know how to explain them with the wit and human interest that make a news broadcast thoroughly absorbing. 
If you'd like to watch history unfolding and understand it as it happens, get in the habit of listening to Edward R. Murrow and Lowell Thomas. They're heard every weekday night on most of these same stations. Come on in. Yes. Come on and sit down. No, no, I can't stay. I, I wanted to talk to you when I, I couldn't when you called. Charlie was sitting right there. Oh, I see. Yes, of course. Oh, yeah. I was sorry to hear about, well, I mean, about the job. Oh, we, we weren't at all. I told Charlie, I said, it's the best thing that ever happened to you. I mean, Charlie was so unhappy with that job anyhow, because you know what a perfectionist Charlie is. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. yes. Uh-huh. Sure. Sit down, Madge. Well, I mean, Charlie just can't stand it if things aren't done right. And let's face it, that Mr. Merchantson knows nothing about running a business. Oh, well, no, maybe Well, there's no maybe about it. Now, Charlie is really brilliant. I mean, he has these marvelous ideas. They're simply marvelous. Well, you know how clever Charlie is. Oh, <laughs> oh yes, yes, sure. I, uh-huh. well, I yes. suppose I shouldn't brag about him like this since he is my own husband, but it makes me sick the way people just don't appreciate Charlie sometimes. Oh, well, you, you've both done many nice things for us, Madge, and we appreciate you, don't, don't we, dear? Oh, well, Charlie, I should my say goodness. so, yes. yes. Well, well I, I, I thought you felt that way, and I thought I could count on you because, well, you once said your company was always looking for good men. Well, I, I thought perhaps if you recommended Charlie. And, uh, now, don't ever let him know I asked. I mean, you know how oh, he is. Oh, well, well Madge, wait a minute. You mean get Charlie a job with my office? Well, well, I just don't think there's anything open right now. Didn't you make a remark at the party over at the Smiths that you needed a new sales manager? Uh, well, I... Now, this Charlie would be perfect. And I said to him, why don't you call up and ask? But he wouldn't call you. You know how proud Charlie is. Sometimes I, I think he's a little too proud. Charlie always feels he has to prove something. Oh, oh, now, I don't want you to think I'm criticizing him because I... I love him. Oh, I know you do, Madge. My goodness. Well, well dear, couldn't you at least... Speak, you know, speak to Mr. Cranshaw about Charlie? I... Oh, well, yes, yeah, sure. Of course I could. Actually, I, I think he's already got somebody in mind, and I don't know what influence I have, but I, I certainly will mention it to him tomorrow. Oh, but before you speak to him, I think it'd be better if you ask Charlie if he'd like the job. Uh, what? I, I mean, I, I wouldn't want Charlie to think any of this was my doing, and I think it would be wonderful if you'd sort of drop in and just casually mention it to Charlie. How about tonight? Oh, well, uh... Oh, I've got to run. I just told Charlie I was going to the drugstore. Now I'm going to bed with this headache when I get home, so Charlie will be alone, and you can talk to him. Oh, well, I... I... Well, you can talk to him, dear. Charlie knows you can't promise anything. Well, yeah, yeah, sure. I I, I can talk to him. I, all right, Madge, yes, I'll drop over. Oh, Thank you. Oh, oh, you don't have to go to the door with me. No, don't be silly. Of course I do. And don't worry, Madge. I know something nice will turn up, dear. <laughs> worried? Oh, I'm not worried in the least. <laughs> you know me. Good old happy-go-lucky man. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bye-bye. It's slippery now. Drive carefully, yeah, Madge. <laughs> oh, honestly, I could just cry. You could. How do you think I feel having to recommend Charlie for a job in my office? What if he gets the job? I don't think Mr. Cranshaw would hire him, dear. I just don't think he likes Charlie's type. Well, let's face it, who does? Except Madge. 
But he can be a charm boy when he wants to, and if Cranshaw should fall for it, you know what'll happen. Inside of two months, he'll be telling Cranshaw how to run the business. He'll get fired, and me too, probably, for having recommended it. Well, at this point, I don't think you have much choice, dear. You better get your coat on and drive over and at least talk to Charlie. Yes, I suppose. I'm so darn tired tonight. The last thing I want to face is to be clumped on the back and hear that booming laugh. How's the boy? How's the boy? Oh, golly. How's a boy, huh? How's a boy? How's a boy? Oh, well, I'm... I'm fine, Charlie. How are you? Oh, I'm swell. I'm just just swell. Couldn't be better. Uh, I suppose you heard that I, uh, I quit my job. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been meaning to quit for some time. I finally did it, but I've got a lot of good things lined up, just trying to make up my mind which one to take, you know. Oh, sure, <laughs> sure, Charlie, sure. Well, I'm glad you're not worried about it. Oh, no, no, no. Madge is a little upset, but not me. <laughs> good old Charlie. I I always come through. You, you know me. Oh, <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> well, I guess if you're lined up for something, Charlie, you wouldn't be interested in anything in my company. I... I think they're looking for a new sales manager, but I don't suppose you'd care for that, probably. Well, I'll tell you something, pal. I I don't think you'd care for it. Well, what, Charlie? Well, between you and me, pal, I, I don't think it'd be very good for you if I worked in the same office. No, I mean, it, it's nice of you to suggest it, but, uh, well, you know me. I just, just can't keep my mouth shut, and I, I don't want to get you in trouble. Oh, now, Charlie, all right, I no, mean... No, 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 I would. I would, you know that. You know, the truth is, in the long run, people don't like me very much. Oh, for Pete's sake, Charlie, you're, you're, you're just depressed at the moment. I mean, golly, that doesn't sound like old Charlie. <laughs> no, no, I guess not. Good old Charlie, always showing off, always the life of the party. <laughs> well, I guess it's time I stop being the life of the party, the, the wise guy who tells everybody else what to do. Now, I'm going to be a changed man. Because it is true. Outside of my mother and my wife and my kids, nobody really likes me. Well, now, Charlie, my golly, you'll have me in tears here in a minute. I can't blame them. I don't care much for myself right now. Now, Charlie, Charlie, listen, let me tell you what this sales manager's job is. No, 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 pal, I am not going to put you on the spot. Will you at least listen to me? And if you're interested, I will call Cranshaw tonight. Look, why do you want to recommend a guy who's a failure? Charlie, Charlie, I want you to listen to me. I just can't believe it. He is, I tell you. He is a changed man. You could have knocked me over with a feather when he started saying that people didn't like him. Well, I'm afraid it is true. Charlie can be pretty hard to take. Sure, sure it's true. But some other shock of losing his job, I guess, has made Charlie realize he, he's got to change. I'm going to start the new year right, he said. A new year and a new Charlie, he said. Oh, I feel terrible now for all the things I've ever said against yeah, him. Yeah, me, me too, me too. You can imagine how I felt when he said... You're the only real friend I've got. Oh, yeah, I said I did it. Yeah, yeah. Something. You know what I did? Mm-hmm. I made Charlie get into the car and we drove over to see Cranshaw at his home. You did? Didn't mm-hmm. Mr. Cranshaw mind? No, I didn't mind at all. He was wonderful. He was very nice. Charlie was wonderful. Was about he? It. Yeah. None of this loud talking uh-huh. or this raucous laughter. Really? Very quiet. He listened for a change. He asked intelligent questions. Well, frankly, I could see that Cranshaw was very impressed. You think Charlie will get the job? Well, I don't know. Cranshaw said he would certainly consider him. 
You know, Madge was right. Charlie is bright. He's, he's very smart, that guy. But he's been hampered by having a, well, a somewhat unfortunate personality. You know, you have to give the guy credit for finally realizing it. Hey, did you ever know that Charlie was a five-beta kappa? He was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goodness, he must be bright. Oh. Well, I think it was very nice of you, dear. Oh, well, nice to know that you helped somebody out. <laughs> uh, I just hope Charlie remembers it. What do you mean? Well, if he's as smart as you think he is and he gets promoted quickly, I just hope you don't find yourself working under him. Oh, yeah. Hey, that's a thought. And you know something? By golly, that's the way these things generally turn out. Now, don't count your chickens before they're hatched. I only said... You wait and see. I'll bet you you wait and see that... Your soup today, Campbell's of course, Campbell's of course, once a day, every day, you should have a bowl of Campbell's soup, have some Campbell's right now. Today, treat yourself and your whole family to warming, heartening bowls of Campbell's tomato soup. It's so nourishing good, a real bowl full of get up and go. Children love it. Campbell's, mmm, good tomato soup. <laughs> The Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunn with Audrey Christie and Don Briggs and is produced by Walter Hart. 